Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Tiger Shulman Smithtown Podcast. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. Uh, this week, I am not alone, nor am I in my normal recording space. I am with one of my best friends, Sensei Wade Stout, of uh, many different Tiger Shulman schools. So uh, he and I are going to chat a little bit today about health and well-being and uh, you know his journey in martial arts. So Sensei, please say hello. Sensei, how's everything going, all right? Yeah, everything's good. I, you know, Sensei and I have been friends for years. We tried to figure out, I tried to think before I asked him to do this, how long we've been friends. Uh, and then I broke up my abacus. I ran out of fingers and toes, and I figured I should probably stop counting because my head hurt. So it, <laughs> 29. Yeah, man, it's been a, re that's how long you've been training? 29 years, yeah. I just, passed 20, I just passed 24 myself. So we've been in a long, long time. We've taken many a trips to headquarters uh, and, and back uh, together. And uh, unfortunately, in, in my opinion anyway, because I consider him one of my best friends, Sensei Stout is moving down to Georgia. So, um, as uh, you know, he needed a little help moving some stuff in his house. This is the price he had to pay is I was going to force him to sit down and talk to you guys for 20 minutes or so. Easy price to pay. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, you know, just a, a little background from our friendship. Like I said, we've gone to headquarters together for years. We've been training partners for years. Uh, there's a funny thing. Uh, not this past New Year's, New Year's before, where there's a bunch of people at my house, including Sensei, and some friends of friends who came to the party. And we were telling them what Sensei and I do. And one of the guy's remarks after, uh, after getting a bit of a conversation, he looks at me, he goes, wait, so you guys have punched each other? And I laughed, I looked at him, I said, Thousands of times. Many times. <laughs> many, many times. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I, I always say there's a, a permanent imprint of his shin on the one side of my head. He always says there's a permanent imprint on his one thigh from my shin. That's right. <laughs> and then brutal low kicks. Oh, man. It's always about them low kicks with yes. you. Yes. Well, it's easy to reach. Fast to get in. <laughs> so we've had many great times training together. Uh, many great times in car rides. Many great times just overall. Um, but one of the things that I really the, uh, value in our friendship journey was um, when Sensei was diagnosed with Crohn's. Um, so please tell us, when, when was that? Because I'm trying to remember years. Uh, I was 22, 23, so if you want to age me, that was about 15 years ago. Okay. Uh, 15, 16 years ago. So yeah, I was, uh, I was around 22 when it first, symptoms really first started kicking in. Okay. So for those who don't know what Crohn's is, would you like to tell them a little bit about what Crohn's disease is? Yeah, but you know, it, it falls into the category of, you know, the, the IBDs, the irritable bowel syndromes. And, um, you know, one of the things with it, it's one of those autoimmune diseases, which is, you know, I think it's, uh, that's also one of the things that's in the forefront nowadays too, especially with COVID being around as uh, people with an autoimmune disease, you tend to be someone at a higher risk with this, you know, this COVID going around. So um, that's really in the category that it falls into an autoimmune disease. It's mostly gut health related. Okay. So what were the symptoms that you were noticing? Oh, right away. It was um, just stomach discomfort, you know, a lot of, a lot of stomach pain. And then, uh, you know, that kind of transferred into some other symptoms that we could probably leave for off-air conversations. <laughs> but for the most part, it was uh, it was uh, stomach pain related. Okay. Now, I know from knowing you personally well now, I know there are certain foods and stuff that trigger it in you now. Anything extraordinarily fibrous, I know can do it to you. Um, anything with a higher fat content, these type of things. Were there any triggers back then? 
Um, yeah, but I, you know, it was not something that I had a lot of knowledge with in the beginning. So I, I think in the very beginning, it was hard to find what was, what the, the connections were between part of my eating habits and what was going on. Because to be honest, I didn't even know what Crohn's disease was until I was in the hospital with the doctor diagnosing and telling me it. So I was a little, um, I guess, oblivious to what it was before I had it. So I really couldn't tell you the things in the beginning that triggered it. Going back now in hindsight and having the knowledge of it, it was all food related. It is all food base related. What you eat directly affects your gut, which will, you know, lead to either having a disease or not having a disease, which uh, I think it's a, I think why 90 day challenge always hit home for me because I can directly correlate having a bad diet with now developing a disease. And I think just by having a better eating habit, you know, you can avoid everything that I went through. Yeah. What, what is it that brings Crohn's disease on in people? Just yeah, look at there. There are a few different ways, you know, you could just be handed a bad deck of cards and it could be hereditary type thing. And, um, you know, I don't have a history of anything like that in my family, so I don't really fall into that category. So it's basically, yeah, you know, just kind of going back to what I just said, just horrible eating habits, you know, not, you know, being a 20, 20 year old kid with good uh, metabolism, you know, you could eat the bad stuff that you can't eat now and get away with it because you're still thin and skinny. But people don't understand just because you're thin doesn't mean you're always healthy. You know, you could be thin and naturally people think, oh, yeah, you know, he, he works out, he eats good, he's healthy, but uh, looks are deceiving. You know, so you could be thin and, you know, have the muscle definition, but on the inside you could be destroying yourself. And, uh, yeah, I, I directly related to eating bad eating habits when I was a kid. Which is just so funny because for as long as we've known each other, we've both been in really good shape. I remember that we used to have ab competitions at headquarters. Can't uh, have those no more. Exactly. Now, now he's one shy. He's, he's, he's one abdominal shy, so I'll always win on the ab competition. But uh, I remember when you were hospitalized with the Crohn's. Um, it kind of came out of left field to, to me or contemporary. I mean, we were talking all the time. Like I said, we were driving to headquarters together all the time, training together all the time. But knowing you really well, you, you have a pretty good poker face, and you tend to keep things like that to yourself. Uh, you've gotten better with that through the years. I'll give you that compliment. All right. <laughs> but um, we, I remember the shock. Of, wait, he's in the hospital? And I remember going to visit you in the hospital and just the look in your eyes. I'll never forget what you said to me. I'll never, I remember it as clear as I remember my wedding day, as I remember some of the most significant moments of my life. I remember you looking at me with a look of despair in your eyes as you looked out the window and you said, I'm just stuck in this hospital. And I'm looking out the window, and I can just see the world passing me by. Ooh, that hit home. And now, to think that potentially this could have been avoided with just eating a little bit cleaner, um, it's crazy to think. It, 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 and look, at it's just it's one decision. That's, that's the difference between all this, too. And that's, you know, it's something I've learned over the years, but it... It truly just comes down to just that one decision. Do you want to eat healthy and clean or do you not care? Mm. If you don't care, um, 
you know, it can lead you down not a fun rabbit hole to go down. You know, you mentioned being in the hospital. I've been in the hospital four or five times, multiple stomach surgeries, lost weight, been out of, you know, training for years at a time. And it's all because of one decision. So, uh, yeah, you know, one decision could be the reason why the world does pass you by or not. Yeah. You know, one thing I've talked about very frequently on here is my, my personal belief on regrets. I think some people think that admitting they regret something makes them weak or, or takes their power away. But listen, how do you get stronger? Exactly. You, it, I think all regret is is looking back on a mistake that you made and saying I shouldn't have done that. That was it, it, it's acknowledging a mistake. And we're human beings. We all make mistakes. There isn't a one of us that, given the chance, wouldn't have done certain things differently. There, there isn't one of us. I've used the example of people. There are plenty of people in my life who I would not have given nearly the amount of time that I did if I knew how that relationship was going to end out and I regret giving them as much attention and time as I did because they weren't worth it. But by the same token, there's also things that can affect your health like this and people don't realize but they do it every day. You know, it's one thing as instructors, often we're dealing with children and seeing their parents at a distance. And there was a time when I remember working in my sensei school and a Starbucks opened up in the shopping center. And if you guys see sensei's face, he knows exactly where I'm going. And this is when Starbucks at first was just like coffee and then Frappuccinos became a thing. And people were coming in with their Frappuccinos and it was always the most unhealthy people with their Frappuccinos. And they come in and like, oh, it's just a cup of coffee. And then we printed out the nutrition facts for a Frappuccino and we left them all around the lobby and suddenly we stopped seeing as many Frappuccinos. Or those people would drink them outside and then they'd come in. But it, you're exactly right what you're saying about it. it's all about choice. Now, New Year's time is here. People are focused on health. People are focused on getting in better shape. The most common New Year's resolution is to get in better shape, which, as I've talked about in many other episodes, I think is not a very good way to set a goal. I believe we need to be specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timed. So that way we can actually achieve the goal. Because the example I've given in the past is uh, everybody listening right now, get up, do four air squats. Guess what? You're in better shape. It's a goal achieved, but not really. You want to be specific about what you want. You want units by which you can measure it. You want it to have a finish line. You want it to be realistic in both scope and time frame, and you want to time it. So now that we're focused on health, you're someone who is living proof of what a difference healthy eating can make. Because we've shared more meals than I can count, <laughs> not only in our trips to, to headquarters, but also you know, at yeah, each other's houses and stuff like that. And man, you're, you're still meticulous about your diet. It's, it's funny, I remember, I think it was 4th of July a couple of years ago, we got this stuff from Costco. It's called Cowboy Caviar. And it's like, it, it's not a bad side dish. It's like beans and corn and all, all fresh stuff and a little bit of olive oil. It was really, it, really good. And the nutrition facts weren't terrible about it. But as someone with Crohn's, all that fiber hits you real, real hard. And I remember you digging into it and your wife looks at you and goes, you should probably stop that now. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know... That's the thing too, you know, it, it's, it, it's easy to make those bad decisions when you're in a little bit more of a comfortable situation. And I just think that's where, you know, you just, 
you need to go back and you need to kind of reflect every once in a while, even if it's something so small, like, you know, that line that you said about me being in the hospital, what I said about looking out the window. You know, if I can just take that one line and come back and think about that every once in a while, it will always help me to not make those decisions. And, um, you know, the thing about it is, is that when you do... Like when you kind of like break off your, your normal pattern, which is what I did that night, I went out and I ate a meal that is not something that I normally eat. You do, you pay the price for it. And um, you know, if you pay that price too many times, if you make that bad decision too many times, it, it's collective, you know? If you think about it every now and then, it's not that big of a deal when you look at one sheet of paper by itself. But then when you start stacking all those sheets of papers, now all of a sudden you got a book. Well, that's what your meals and that's what your decisions are like. You know, one bad decision at a time, it's not a big deal. It's a page. But when you start putting them pages together and you got some thick chapters and now you got a big 500 pound page book, you know, those, uh, yeah, those decisions don't seem like so good in the, in the current moment. So, you know, you got to think long term. And uh, being someone who's gone through the surgeries in the hospital and the weight loss, it's not fun. So, uh, yeah, you know, I don't, I, I wish more people would do their 90 day challenge or even, even if it's not a 90 day challenge, even a New Year's resolution. I, I, I wish it wasn't so much because people see it from the, the mere aspect. They just want to lose the 13, 14, 15 pounds. They're all focused on the number when in the reality they should be thinking about what they're eating and how it does to the insides. Because if you eat cleaner and you think about what your insides do, that number that you are looking for, that'll come from doing that. So, um, you know, I, I think just eating overall is just, you know, I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain, you know, if you haven't been in the, the situation that I've been in and just how much they, they just, they connect. It, it's I never would have thought about it at 20 years old how much you know your your diet and your food really connects to your to your overall health you know I guess that's being 20 young and naive right exactly but now we were on the other side with experience and experience is a far better teacher than either one of us and you know you said something as you were talking there that I think is so important for people to understand because so so often people hear us talk about eating healthy making positive health decisions and they picture us as some kind of drill sergeant saying that they can never go to a family dinner for somebody's birthday and have that one bad meal. That's unrealistic. Listen, are you never going to eat in a restaurant in your whole life? Are you never going to go on vacation in your whole life? Are you never going to have somebody's birthday in your whole life? That's very unrealistic. I heard uh, there's a, a trainer to the stars. His name is escaping me at the moment. Uh, Vinny, Tor uh, Vinny Tortorich is his name. Uh, he, he trained Howie Mandel and a bunch of other people got them in really good shape. And he says this every year and I always laugh at it when I hear it. I hear him on podcasts all the time. He says, I care far less about what you eat between Christmas and New Year's than what you eat between New Year's and Christmas. Because we all have the holidays. Everybody has a holiday. Everybody has a birthday. Everybody has a vacation. But that's the thing. It's a. It's one. It's singular. If you're writing your book, like Sensei was describing, and out of those 500 pages, 490 of them are healthy. And then there's those 10, those exceptions, those holidays, those birthdays, those vacations, and they're a little wonky. Well, 
that one bad chapter is not going to ruin it. it. To use my people example, if you've dealt with one bad person in your life, but you have nothing but positive experiences with the rest, it's not going to sour you on people. It's what you do the vast majority of the time that matters. And, you know, like I said, experience is the best teacher in the world. And that's the reason that I do this podcast is, you know, I've experienced great many things and through the people whose lives I get to interact with because they're my student, because they're a fellow instructor, because they're a training partner, I get to hear so many stories. My network is very large and I get the experience of not just myself, but all these other people. And all these other people, all these other stories, they can serve as a life lesson. I, I was with somebody, the doctor, uh, not long ago, and the doctor was encouraging them to lose weight. And the person, of course, very sensitive about their weight, uh, as most people who are heavy are. And the doctor lo looked at her right in the eyes and he goes, we're not discussing weight because of some aesthetic issue. We're not discussing weight because of what my opinion on weight is. He goes, weight is simple physics. He goes, I measure all of your bio indicators when I bring you in my office. I measure your blood pressure. I measure your pulse. Heart rate. Heart rate. Your, your weight's just one more of those. So it's right next to it on the chart, but for some reason it has a stigma because we see it with our eyes. We don't have an empirical. It doesn't feel as scientific. But it's basic physics. I mean, think about it. If any one of us put on a backpack with a 30-pound weight in it and had to walk around, at the end of that day, we'd be, we'd be so tired. So tired. But the thing is, Weight doesn't come on that way. Think about it. If one of us woke up tomorrow morning and suddenly we're 30 pounds heavier, we'd go directly to the hospital. Something's terribly wrong. <laughs> weight goes on a couple of pounds at a time, but before you know it, it's that 30-pound backpack. Mm -hmm. Now imagine that 30-pound backpack comes off. And now that's just talking about body weight and what it does to your joints. Think about it when it comes to your cardiovascular system, to your renal system, to your, your limb system. You have so many systems in your body that are so based on the chemistry. And chemistry, one of the best places you get it, is from food and supplements and anything like that. It all stems from your gut health. Exactly. It's, there's, it's amazing how the gut impacts so much more of your, your life. And it's funny, I, I, as you talk to different people, you hear different things. Like I've talked about Sensei Curran a great many times. I wish you could see his face light up when I mentioned Sensei Curran. But he's an inspiration for him. It's all cardiovascular because that's the center of where his concerns and thoughts are. But the thing that I think you should take out of this conversation is that the best way to be about your health is proactive. We do this 90-day challenge as a way to kick off the beginning of the year. But both of us, we, you know, we're, we're humans like any other. We have our holidays, we have our birthdays, we have these type of things. But 90, per, 90 plus percent of the time, we're doing the things that we encourage our students to do. Absolutely. Because in my opinion, the worst thing you can be is a hypocrite. And you know, to, to say live a healthy life, but not live a healthy life, wouldn't be, uh, wouldn't be the right thing. It's like the old expression, uh, the, the cobbler's children have no shoes. Same thing. Who's going to listen to a dentist with terrible teeth? Sure. I'll never forget, I had a family in my school for years, and the dad was a dentist. And every one of them, they, when they walked in and they smiled, it was like an Orbit commercial. The Orbit chewing gum. Right. Bright white smiles. Like super straight. Sun. Exactly. Your eyes. But they were a sweet, sweet family. But again, you could take their word for it because they obviously lived what they said. So obviously for you, nutrition is something you take very seriously because not only does it affect your, your health, but it also affects your physical comfort. 
when you have that bad meal, we all know. <laughs> it, yep. It's very... I disappear for 15 minutes. Exactly. And you're uncomfortable yeah. after that. So you get a direct... That's the thing that most people are missing, in my opinion. If a bad meal made a person feel like it makes you feel, they would never eat bad meals. Uh, it's so funny you just said that. That right there will be some of... That, that will be the reason why I decide to make a better choice because I do know that when I, I just look at it as much as I want to have it, but I know 15 minutes later I'm going to be in pain and, and I'm torturing myself for it. It helps, it helps you to make a clear decision. I do wish people would be able to feel the effect almost instantaneously. I, I, I definitely think that would help people um, just overall in the process if they did have an immediate effect when, when they make those bad decisions. So uh, yeah, I agree with you on all that. Yeah, I, uh, the, the best analogy I can think of is alcohol, right? When you're in it and you're having the alcohol, and, and someone's drinking and they're having fun, they don't remember in that moment, they're not thinking about in that moment what that next morning is gonna feel like, because that next morning is not gonna be a whole lot of fun. Now, you get that when you eat one bad meal. People get that when they eat bad meals continuously 10 years down the road. Yeah. That's the danger. It's like, uh, we, we always, I talk positively about this the other way, there's the, the famous marshmallow experiment where they say to the kids, I'll give you one marshmallow right now, but if you wait X amount of time, I'll give you five marshmallows. And all the kids who delayed the gratification, they always did better in life in every measurable aspect. Well, we have to think about our health the same way. The healthy meals you eat today, yes, if you do that for a little while, you're going to feel good in the short term. But think about what you're doing for your health in the long term. It's another great example of this is how they t teach you about quitting smoking when we were in school and they talked about drug use and they said, if you quit smoking now, you're instantly, within 15 minutes, your lungs heal like this. And within a day, this happens to your body. And you're, you're making all these investments in your future health by making one action now. Well, your nutrition is no different. It's amazing how people take what they do today for granted because you never know when the world's gonna pass you by. Uh -huh. Never know. You never know when the world is going to pass you by. Absolutely. You know, uh, nobody ever thinks that disease is going to happen to them. Just like you never think you're going to be in a car accident. You never think yours is going to be the house that floods. Yours is going to be the house that has this problem or that problem or whatever. You never think it's going to be you. But we all, the thing is, we don't all have houses that will flood or will burn down or will have some kind of emergency. But we all have health that can be affected positively or negatively and we're in control of it. We're, our bodies are exactly the opposite of a car. Uh, a car, if everything goes bad in the car, everything can be replaced. It'll be expensive, it'll be a pain in the neck, you'll be without your car for a while. Can't do that with a body, you only get one. Oh, it's very hard to replace organs. What's <laughs> <laughs> that sense of car in that one, geez. But more importantly, as we're getting towards a close here, um, I really want to reiterate to everybody how important the choices that you make today are for your long-term health. Sensei, if there's anything else you want to say on that topic, I'm sure people would love to hear it. You know, uh, I think my story is just one of, you know, thousands that are out there of just, you know, the, the small bad decisions not going your way. Look at, you know, I, I'll, I'll tell you, the, you know, the, the end game, what it was for me. It was nine 
nine months with a colostomy bag. If you're not aware of what that is, that's when your intestines are literally sticking outside of you and your digestive tract is whole reconfigured. You know, you think about that, you think about losing 40 pounds. I mean, your your skin becomes translucent. You could like, you could see like your muscle fibers on the inside. Uh, I mean, I can go on with some of it, but you know, if that sounds awesome, keep eating like crap. <laughs> because, uh, you know, I mean, honestly, that's what it leads to. Maybe it doesn't have to go to the extreme where you are going through all these major changes in your body, but, you know, I don't know how many people are going to go through the major case that I did. You know, you lose a foot of your small intestines. You get other organs repaired because that one organ is doing damage to other organs. Everything is interconnected. It's like what you said before, if the gut health is bad, all those other systems in your body are going to be in shock and everything. So, you know, look at just don't be, don't ever put yourself in the situation that I was in being in the hospital and going through everything I did just because you want to have some fast food or, you know, a, a fill in the blank right there. It, it, it's not worth it. You know, uh, your health is one of the only things, you know, that we really can control. And, um, you know, I, I don't really want to kind of sound morbid, but I do believe having this bad part of my life took years off my life in the long run. There is no doubt that what I went through in that two, three years in the beginning of how bad it was, there is no doubt in the long run it has taken years off my life. Why? And Just because I want to have something like a starburst or whatever? Why? It's not worth it. It is so not worth it in the long run. So, you know, just... um. Keep yourself disciplined, strong. You know, when you want to eat that bad stuff, don't. You could think about my story. You guys might know other people. I mean, it's, you know, it's a disease on the rise for a reason because people don't have the self-discipline to stay on a, you know, on a good diet. It's why everyone wants to do it, you know, after they just gained 15 pounds throughout the holiday season. You know, mm -hmm. it's all it's all interconnected and it, it, it all comes down to your, you know, your self-discipline to make that that right decision so if my story helps you make a, a better eating you know decision then you know mission accomplished exactly so I, I think there's a great many factors that go into why it's on the rise a the prevalence of, of crappy food no, if when I leave your house tonight no matter where I'm going which direction I'm gonna run into fast food very quickly it's very easy to get a lot of crappy food it's not as easy to get really good food the night the, the nights that I leave your house when we're done hanging out and I got to go down, there's that Burger King right on the left before I get on the highway. It is literally 25 to 30 cars deep. The line is actually not even in the parking lot anymore. It is outside the parking lot and wrapping down the shoulder of the, of the, of the highway. Yeah, and on, on that same block, just on the road, there's a Taco, Taco Bell, Bell that's usually the same way. Yep. And across the street, there's a Domino's It's exactly the same way. Yep. It's just so prevalent. But meanwhile, if those people wanted to get a good meal somewhere, it would be much more difficult. So obviously that's a prevalence. We're in a, a society now where things are instant. I mean, think about it. If you and I ordered something offline right now, an item for our house or whatever, and it wasn't here in two days, we'd be so angry. Right? Mm -hmm. Amazon Prime has spoiled us. But realize that though Sensei's case is an extreme one, and I don't want people to accuse us of scare tactics because that's not what I'm trying to do. He's just got an extreme case. In my opinion, 
even though those two to three years of your life were ruined, you were young enough and strong enough and in good enough. back. Exactly. But now... But I can't help to think, though, that still, though, in, in the long run that, you know, the damage that I went through, I can't help to think that, you know, instead of going to 70, now I'm going to go to 65. Entirely you know, possible. The only thing I can do now is just do all the right things to get those years back. Absolutely. But now let's think about this. The people who are now making the small investments in the in the lack of health bank, in their being sedentary, they're not eating well, they're drinking horrible things for them, like those frappuccinos that I mentioned. I don't just mean alcohol. I mean, you know, super sugary drinks and stuff like that. They're still in the blank at that point. Exactly. All those people who were doing those things, they're putting chips in the basket for the health problems down the road. So when they're in their 50s and their 60s, they're going to be on blood pressure medication. They're going to be on, uh, they're going to have diabetes. They're going to have all these things when their body's already working harder to, to maintain health. You got it out of the way young, so now you learned that lesson when you were young and strong and were able to bounce back from it. And now I would say your health is good, in my opinion. Uh, listen, you know, it's, it, it's always going to be a work in progress. Exactly. And, and that's the other thing that people should know too. You know, it, it is always going to be a work in progress. But it's also always going to be the work in progress the other way too, right? So it comes back to that decision. What do you, which work in progress do you really, do you want to go? Which, do you want to go left? Do you want to go right? Either way, it's a work in progress. You're either going to do it the good way or you're going to do it the bad way. So, uh, yeah, man, just don't eat bad stuff. <laughs> I always think of like the scales of justice, right? <laughs> yeah. You're either putting some in the unhealthy side or you're putting some in the healthy side. It's all about which battle you win. And like we've said, Again, we're not trying to do scare tactics here. He's just a great case of someone who had direct impact of poor nutritional choices early in his life. And just realize that if you're a parent, the way you're feeding your child could impact them down the road. It can impact you down the road. You have to realize, and again, are we human beings that have our one day every now and again, our one meal every now and again? Of course, we're human. But by the same token, it's what you do the majority of the time that matters. That book that he mentioned writing, make as many of the pages good as you can. Make as many of the chapters good as you can. I think this was an awesome episode, a little longer than than I normally go, but for one of my best friends, it was well worth it. Um, Yes, sir. And I've been bugging him to do this for a while, and he he told me early on, that's all you, man, that's all you. and uh, I convinced him to do it one more time before going down to Georgia. So thank you for doing this for me. Oh, you're quite welcome. I'm glad to be here. All right. Any, any final words, friendly, before we, before we sign off? Uh, just um, keep at it, guys. You know, um, it's not going to be easy. But just, you know, chip away at it. One, uh, one meal at a time. The more you do it, the easier it becomes. And, you know, before you know it, it's, it's just part of you. So, yeah. uh Rome wasn't built in a day, neither are your eating habits. Just figure out one small thing at a time and uh, go from there. Exactly. It's not easy, but nothing worthwhile is. So with that being said, my friends, please make sure wherever you are listening to this, please make sure you subscribe so you get new episodes every Wednesday. Please leave a rate, leave a review. It just helps. Most importantly, though, guys, share this on social media. Share it with your friends. If you have a friend who you know makes terrible nutritional choices, send them this episode. Let them hear his story. As always, you can reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter and Instagram, at sensei underscore leonelli. On Facebook, I'm sensei james leonelli. 
You can find my school at tskSmithtown.com. On Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash tigershulmansmithtown. Twitter and Instagram, we're at tsmma underscore smithtown. You can find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at tsk.com. The podcast is on Instagram at tsmithtownpodcast. And until next time, I'll see you guys on the mat.